believe it or not, I am not dead. I'm here. I have I've I've had a few of you message me thinking I was dead. I'm well. I'm perfectly well. Life has been fucking crazy. That's all I'm gonna say on that. Uh, anyways, welcome to season two of Greenhouse Rants. I guess season two. I had a season one, and that's when I was just beep bopping around, not knowing what the fuck I was doing. I took some notes, and I think I know what I'm doing. I don't. No one knows what they're doing, but I'm gonna give it my best. And with that, I I had a new I had a new fucking intro. I don't know where it went. I had Joe record the whole fucking thing, and I just. I don't even know where it went. Oh well. I'm sure it'll pop up here eventually. Hello and welcome to Greenhouse Rants. A podcast where Tyler Thrasher sits inside a suffocating glass box, screaming into the void, hoping anyone besides his plants will listen. Enjoy the ambient sounds of nature and the neighborhood lurkers as Tyler dives headfirst into his frustrations with the art community, plant community, and, well, all communities, while also offering somewhat wholesome and educational content. In short, a podcast for angry learners. And now, without further ado, from a man named Joe faking an English accent in the Midwest, your host, and personal asshole, Tyler Thrasher. So we're in it. I got I got so much shit to talk, not even talk about. Oh, that's, wow. Look at that. Um, I got so much bullshit to talk about. I got a whole list, and my list gets longer and longer, and my blocked list on my fucking social media gets larger and larger, and the people get creepier and creepier, and I get tireder and tireder. <laughs> uh, first off, what am I drinking? I don't even know. This is the this. It's not even good anymore. <laughs> I had some whiskey from uh, the. We just finished up a D and D campaign. And we had some whiskey to celebrate, and I was like, "Oh, this is decent." Uh, at first, um, and it's it has out it has outstayed its welcome. But I'm not stopping, so it's really on me. Ugh, 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 ugh. So uh, I got some amazing news in regards to this podcast. It was like blowing the fuck up, and then I stopped. Uh, why did I stop? Life's crazy. Babies are crazy. Um, double down on the whole life's fucking crazy thing. And I, I took some time to restructure and reorganize. I've taken a lot of notes uh, this last year. Um, I think the last episode was in October. I didn't even really decide I was going to stop with that season and maybe start up with something new um, and just kind of hit the ground running. But I did a lot of thinking after some very chaotic moments from this last winter. And uh, I ended up hiring an assistant. And it was something I've desperately needed. My wife has uh, begged me to get an assistant, and uh, I've needed one. I've it's I've been kind of an idiot on this, and I've really needed one because my shit's blowing up. It's amazing, um, and I need to share the love, and I need help. So um, 
it took me four years of doing this self-employment thing by myself, losing my mind, and um, learning all the things that I have done wrong. Um, sometimes doing those things twice. And uh, this last winter was no uh, no sh- no shortage of, of those learning experiences uh, at all. <sighs> so a couple of things that are going to be happening this year that I'm really honestly so freaking excited about. Um, Greenhouse Rants is going to be a regular thing. I now have time to do it. Uh, before then, I kept trying to make time, and I'd have a baby, and then I'd have to go to work, and then I'd have to ship a bunch of shit, and it just, you know, it's just at some point things start giving, like non-priority-based things, and I wanted this to be a priority, um, and so... I have time now, and so the plan is uh, at minimum every other uh, every other Wednesday. So um, I think it's the second Wednesday. I think that's where I want to start. Second and uh, fourth Wednesday of every month, there will be a new greenhouse rants that will cover different topics. I have a list of growers and um, you know artsy people and scientists and stuff that I am going to have on the podcast and rant about and talk with and just really just shoot the shit with, um, and hopefully I can find a list of things that pisses them off so we can talk about those things, because um, everyone needs a little bit of hate fuel. I, I gotta have my daily hate fuel, or else, I mean, it's like my fucking caffeine, and caffeine is just a socially accepted drug. I know I keep saying that, and don't let anyone tell you otherwise at all. We were in the fucking hospital with our baby, and they had a playroom, and I was we were looking at all the toys in the playroom, and they had this little, like, toy latte cup. And they had like a little rolly ball on the top with the latte foam. It was like a little smiley face robotic latte cup. And I was like, this is... I mean, caffeine's a fucking addiction. Like, people get straight up douchey without their coffee. Like, like an like actual withdrawal. Like, it's... It was kind of weird. I was like, I can't be the only one that thinks this is weird. You know? That's like, if I were to walk in the playroom, they had like a little, like, Fisher-Price crack pipe. <laughs> That's not funny. Um, <laughs> but anyways, it's it's fucked up. I was like, I can't be the only one that's looking at this and thinking they're like they're they're like celebrating addiction through kids. Coffee's an addiction. I don't fucking care what you tell me. I don't care what you tell me. It is. That's fine because you can go buy. It doesn't fucking matter. But you just don't be stupid. It's like it's like the the suburban white mom that's fighting, you know, medical marijuana, but she's popping zannies and drinking barefoot fucking daily. So, just saying. <laughs> I've had my, I've seen myself without coffee, and I'm like, this is a drug. <laughs> this, is, this is just a socially accepted drug. Anyways, um, enough on that. Uh, again, I don't know how I, we got there, but I needed, I needed an assistant. I got one. Um, and we're gonna, I'm gonna have regular people on the podcast, um, stuff to rant about. Uh, it's gonna be, uh, it's it's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be great. Um, I'm gonna do monthly stuff too. I've you know I've been wanting to do sell more of my work, and I feel like I can never keep up, which is a very very very. I'm not like shitting here. It's a very amazing problem to have, um, but it's a problem that I want that like feel like I have some control over. Um, you know, for my own personal well-being and 
for all, for all the cool shit I know I could do if I just like maximize the potential of what my work has been doing and what all of you, um, all the support you guys bring. Like there's so many projects I want to do and there's so many things I want to do with that and so much good that I want to do or contribute to. And so I'm thinking, why not maximize the shit out of that? So um, a lot of those things like I'm going to have monthly sticker drops and uh, monthly crystallized drops and um um, I have an assistant now who helps. Who's going to ship all my shit and and organize all my shit because I'm not good at that. Uh, and that's one thing I've learned is that I like sometimes you got to bring someone else in to look at how to rearrange your shit. Because I'll look at a problem that I have for hours. You know, like I'll step in my greenhouse and I'll be like, I don't know what the fuck to do here. Um, and then you know, while I'm out of town, my dad will house it and like. I'll come back and he rearranged my greenhouse and I'm like, I should be like annoyed, but then I'm like, wow, you really figured it out. So it's good. It's good to have a fresh pair of eyes. Um, and that way I can focus on making, you know, I felt like I was spending so much time this year shipping stuff and shipping products and shipping work, but I spent such little time. Like I spent, I think with everything going on, I spent more time shipping work than I did making work. Um, so and which is again not a problem, but that's when you—that's when you get help. Um, and and I, I'm just—I'm thrilled. I'm gonna have so much time to keep making and and um, and you know stuff like uh, March first. Uh, I'm gonna be—I've had so many of you ask because I've been kind of absent from a lot of things. Um, I've had a lot of you ask, "Am I still doing the plant journal?" And uh, oh, I got some good news for you: uh, the plant journal's done. It's done. It's been done for about a month, and I thought I would have the Kickstarter um, launched in November, and then I ended up doing a bunch of shit for the holidays, um, and I'm, I'm glad I waited. I'm glad I waited. Um, so uh, it's done. I've just been sitting on it, and I thought I want this Kickstarter to do as good as possible, and I'm going to let you guys in on my brain here for a second um, because I, I'm trying to offer full transparency here. Um <laughs> Oh, that sucks. Um, I didn't want to launch the Kickstarter right when I was taking a break from the podcast and trying to structure this whole thing. I didn't want to do it. I felt like it wouldn't have done as well as it could, um, especially when it was starting to pick up traction um, for real. Like, I was having people I'd never met tell me about my podcast, which was weird. Like, people I'd never met that I would bump into out in the world, and they would say, oh, you like plants? There's a podcast you should listen to. And I, When that started happening, I was like, maybe... I should take this thing, like, very seriously. So, um, you know, life's weird, and so I'm, I'm taking it very seriously. Uh, but I wanted to give myself about two months of this podcast, like, really, really doing it and being very regular about it and um, and stuff like that uh, before I tried doing the, uh, the Kickstarter. I, I, my head, I'm like, if I can do, like, two months of solid um, podcasts and, you know, promoting and talking about this plant journal I'm working on, um, then I feel like the Kickstarter might do good, you know, because I want it to be worth my time and all the energy because doing a Kickstarter is not, like, the easiest thing. Um, it's actually quite tedious, um, and it's like a whole nother, a whole nother business that you're kind of starting up for just, like, a short period of time. Um, so this winter I, I decided to do a, a holiday drop, I haven't done holiday drop in two years uh, because I've been honestly a little mortified because uh, I knew it would blow up and go crazy, which sounds weird. You'd think if someone's like, dude, what you would like, you, you would sell how much work? Like you would like, it would go, like it would go well, 
why would you not do one? I, I was just petrified. Honestly, I was petrified. And I have this weird mentality. I don't know if some of you have it, but where, where things go well, you just kind of wait for them to like go really bad. And so I just think if I keep life at a, like a medium, then maybe the bad things will only be medium bad. But if things are getting really, really good, then like something really, really bad is going to happen. I, that's just kind of like the fucked up cycle that I've lived. So I get stuck in that. It's not accurate and it's not real it's just like a self-preservation thing if any of you are where i'm at just know that that's not even like a factual fucking thing that doesn't make any sense um i'm telling you it doesn't make any sense i know it doesn't make any sense i get that it doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any fucking sense um but it's a self-preservation thing like hey you know things have gotten bad before when you least expected them so let's never let our guard down and be tired always <laughs> um so, which is dumb. Honestly, it's honestly really dumb. I decided to bite that bullet and just do the holiday drop, and it was nuts. Like, this this was the drop that made me think, fuck, you need an assistant. Um, it blew up, and I ended up giving a really big talk in Florida that I was really scared about. As for the the pink conference, which is a people, ideas, nature, creativity, I was terrified to give this talk. I've never really given an, like a big artist talk. I've, I've given talks at my shows to to people who came there for me, and that seems easier. Seems easier to give an artist talk to people who came specifically to buy your work or to see your work or to meet you like that. I feel like those people are hard to disappoint. Like they they already come in knowing how fucking psycho I am, so that seems like I can meet their expectations pretty easily. But when I'm giving a talk to a bunch of people who paid $500 a ticket and I'm a guest to speak at this event and almost every single person there has never heard of me, I'm like, fuck, how am I going to blow these people away? And yes, while I was terrified and they put a fucking mic on me and gave me a little clicker, they gave me a fucking clicker. Like I stepped out there and I felt like I ran the damn show. Um, I fucking killed it. I'm going to brag on myself for a minute. I fucking killed it and i i'm for all of you who keep keep asking um um uh for, for everyone who keeps asking like are, are we going to see the talk where you could get to hear the talk yes um they don't share the talks the the pink people they want them to be specifically like an, an experience specifically for um um for the people who bought the ticket but they give the speakers and the guests, uh, they give them like a video of the talk. So I'm going to get it and I'm going to share it because I want you guys to see it because I think I killed it. I don't know if I actually killed it, except every single fucking person there came up to me and said, dude, that was the best talk. You fucking killed it. And I was like, wow, OK. Um, I was so, so fucking scared. I'm not, I was so scared. Um, they, they, they told me like some of the guests that had spoken there before, uh, one of which... Oh my god, one of which was a guy who, I can't remember their names, I'm, I'm, I, 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 there's a lot going on in my brain right now, but uh, one of them was the, the guy who performed the first successful um, hand transplant, and I was like, um, yes, for the person who's asking, yes, this podcast is on Spotify and iTunes, um, Spotify and, um, not iTunes, Apple Podcasts, yeah, um, but I, I was freaking terrified and they told me the, like one of the speakers was a guy who performed the first successful hand transplant and I was like you couldn't have fucking told me that before 
I agreed to talk. If I knew that guy had been on the same stage, I would just cartwheel my way back to a. I would come back here, <laughs> get in front of my little mic in my glass box. Um, but I did it. My wife was like, you got to do it. And for a minute, I got so nervous and anxious. I was actually like mad at her for like talking me into doing it. <laughs> and which was dumb, but I was like, I, I was so terrified. Um, so uh, I went and I ended up speaking with some insane people. Um, just, oh my gosh. I just, I mean, Harvard professors, um, Jack Levin, who wrote the first books on serial killers. Um, I, 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 so many crazy, so many insanely talented and inspirational people. Um, and I got out on stage, scared as shit, um, sitting here faking it. It's faking it, guys. That's all. I, I, I was literally doing power poses. Like, don't, don't let me fool you on social media. Um, I was doing power poses in the back, like, prep like pep talking myself um and i get out there and uh molly and nova traveled with me and uh, it was a long it was a long event and so molly and nova like she napped him and like got him well rested because molly wanted to see my talk and she was nervous she wouldn't because nova's crazy so um she got him as rested as possible so she could see my talk and they get there right when i'm about to go on stage um and uh he had just enough attention for my talk. And I come out on stage, and the first thing, the first absolute thing that happens is Nova shouts, Hi, Dada! Like, over the whole crowd. Um, and everyone freaked out. And I looked, I was like, my man. <laughs> it was, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to open this shit up. I was like, I'm going to try to be funny. And I come out there, and Nova's just like, Dada, Dada! Um, and the whole audience is like, Oh! And I and they loved it, and I was just like, "What a fucking boss!" <laughs> I could not could not have planned that. Um, and I was like, "Dude, you just secured yourself uh, an allowance. <laughs> I'm gonna take your ass for ice cream. You don't even get bribes yet." Um, and I I killed it. I did my talk. It went by so fast, and. Um, it was amazing. So I did that in the middle of this big, crazy holiday madness. Um, and then I get back and I find out the post office does what the post office do, which is fuck shit up. <laughs> um, the post office lost like 40 of my packages, um, which is in, which is insane. Honestly, it's incredibly disheartening. Um, and all of my artist friends out there that use the post office during the holidays, like you all know, it's... It is Bummerville. Um, they just lose your shit. Your shit shows up stolen. Or not doesn't show up. Someone shows up destroyed. And sometimes it gets stolen. Um, and some of the madness that happened. Like the post office. Like from one ship date. Like 40 of my packages just never showed up. And I had about 40 people. Not all of them yet. Which makes which bums me out. Because I think they're just sitting at home thinking I didn't ship their shit. But I'm having people regularly regularly message me like, hey, dude, I never got my package. And it says that you shipped it on this date. And I had like 30 of these people say the same date. And I was like, something something ain't right. So I went up to the post office. Um, and sure enough, like my shit showed up to that post office, but never left the post office. And they couldn't find it. It was just gone. It was just gone. And like original art. Like original art. Um, and some of you may be asking, how do they lose that many packages? Well, you, they give you these little baskets that you can 
bring like packages and mail into. And I think they just lost a couple of the whole baskets. <laughs> um, and so it's, it, so I found that out and I was like, this fucking sucks. And then I found out that um, someone like stole my art. Um, one of my, uh, one client messaged me and they said, Hey, it says your package was delivered, but it's not down in my, like in the lobby. And I was like, well, that's weird. Cause it definitely says it was delivered. And they said, hang on, let me check the security cameras. So they went to their landlord and checked the security cameras. And I don't, I'm not making this up. Um, I jokingly said, well, maybe it was stolen. Ha ha. What, what would some like, and they, and the client, she said, maybe they like recognized your name or your box and they stole it. And I was like, that's stupid. Maybe not. Um, that would be really funny, but also not for her. And, uh, she sends me the fucking security footage and I am not making this up. This guy picks the lock to the lobby. There's a whole video and this guy picks the lock to the lobby. He's wearing a, a ski mask, like a ski mask. I didn't, I, I was, I was like, this is real. Uh, he walks in an all black and has a leather bag, like a Santa bag. This was right before Christmas. And he goes up to the the mountain of packages that is waiting in the lobby and he starts stuffing the packages in his big leather sack one at a time one at a time he's like 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 the grinch like the actual grinch and then right there is my box i got these custom-made boxes and they're beautiful i love them i think they're beautiful i i'm patting myself on the back um and my box is right there and I'm looking at it and I'm like, you better not. You better fucking not. And I'm talking to the past, so nothing matters. And he fucking does. He looks over, grabs a box, and stuffs it in his leather bag. And I was like, you son of a fucking bitch. Also, um, if you're offended by strong language, I'm a little, I'm like 22 fucks too late for this. But if you find yourself offended by nothing sounds that make up nothing words, um, I would probably tell you to stop listening or maybe reevaluate what you think is important in life. Um, that's my personal opinion. <laughs> so anyways, uh, yeah, this guy fucking stuffs my shit and I'm sitting there thinking, what's going to happen? Because either he's going to take this bag down to the pawn shop and just start cashing in and get, get a couple of bucks or he's going to go back home and go through it himself. But at some point, at some point, Somebody who never asked for that box is going to end up with that box, that, that, that box, uh, either him or the guy at the pawn shop, or they're going to open it together. And I just, he can keep the fucking thing, you know, it's worth the art. He can keep it. I wanted to see his face. I just wanted to see his face. He's thinking he's getting like Nintendos and games and, and electronics and like Amazon shit and holiday sp- like shipments and stuff and and i wanted i just wanted to know what would happen when he opened the box unwrapped the tissue paper and there's a crystallized bug there's a fucking bug covered in crystals and i just wanted to know his face i really hope he was like this is the coolest fucking thing i've ever seen and it made his little thieving day i really hope it did but i also hope he screamed what the fuck and threw it (laughs) and it shattered everywhere (laughs) I just want, I'm like, what a weird thing to steal. Because he had no idea. There's nothing on the box, unless you know me and my work, there's nothing on that box that indicates there's a crystallized bug in there just from a random stranger. Um, or maybe, maybe he listens to the podcast. Maybe he knows who I am. And he opened that box and was like, oh, no fucking way. I love Tyler. 
I hope that too. I hope anything happened. I hope he didn't just take it and throw it in the trash. I, I hope there was some reaction. Uh, I hope he wasn't like too drugged out of his mind to not appreciate. Or maybe he was tripping balls. <laughs> that too. All options, I think. All options here are good. Um, and I'll never know which one. Sorry. <laughs> um, so Holiday Madness. One of the notes I've taken, and this is for my... Um, creatives my fellow creative friends a big note dude i don't think i'm going to be shipping shit after december i don't think i'm going to be shipping shit uh, after december anymore i don't i think if i want to do a holiday drop i will be doing holiday drops because that went so fucking well that i'm like i'd be an idiot to not i mean like my ship like everything i listed sold out in minutes and I, it was crazy it was insane like the whole time i'm like what the fuck's happening and this has been my life for the last 4 years it's been insane 5 years i think and i am I'm, I'm never fucking used to it it's it blows my mind um and you guys are way too fucking awesome um and uh I, i'm i'm like i'm realize i don't think i'm going to do um ship shit in December because that's when that's when all hell breaks loose the the holiday hell demons come out and wreck um small businesses so I'm like if I do a holiday drop I should just do it all in November you know but then I'm thinking like there's a lot of people do last minute shit so I don't know we'll figure it out we'll see maybe I won't ship the valuable shit in December <laughs> so <laughs> um but yeah, it's been crazy. It's been absolutely crazy. And, you know, amongst all the other things, all the other fucking things going on, I've spent so much time... Guys, you'd be so proud of me. I've spent so much time just fucking... Just fleeing the plant vultures. Um, I've heard... I'm not... I don't ignore you. I read all of your horror stories. You send them to me. Um, I read them all, and I, I just, I am humored endlessly at some of your expense. Some of you guys send me shit, and I'm like, I'm sorry, but that shit's funny. <laughs> um, horrible shit. My block list, I think now it used. My block list used to consist of mostly like creepy people hitting on me. Um, even though I post a lot of photos of my family and videos, they're like. Like, I've had people, like, like, I don't know, offer weird shit for crystallized bugs. Crazy shit. I don't, I, I don't even, like, I know I share some of the crazy messages I get, and I just feel like when it comes to sexual shit, like, that, that crosses a line, even though someone's, like, completely just throwing that open in my inbox, I'm like, I, that's just, I just feel like that's, some for some reason, disrespectful, even though it seems disrespectful towards me. Like, I post a picture of my family, like, my wife and baby, and someone's like, oh, fuck you for a cicada. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's, so that used to be most of my block list, and then it became people who sent me weird new-agey shit, and they thought, like, I was some, uh, like, alchemical child from the, like, Atlantean deep. Like, well, and, like, people think, I, I just, I, and I've sent some of those crazy shit, crazy shit. But now it consists of plant people who are just full of shit. <laughs> So I got three flavors of bullshit sitting in my dropped dropped file, or dropped list, whatever, blocked list, dropped, dropped and blocked, um, and, and just dodging people, you know, like tr like, and I'm just, I just, you know, I stepped foot in this, 
plant community or the plant community and I, I took a step in and it was just a like the whole room was on fire it was like it was like the whole room was like full of like poop fire like fire that looked like poop and smelled like poop it was like a big shit fire it was like i stepped in and it was ten thousand toilets all on fire um spewing acid that's what it was like um <laughs> I, I it was horrible I stepped, literally, I've, I've, I've joked about this. Um, I walked in, saw the saw this, what people were calling the plant community, and it was just drama. Just fucking drama. And within the first two minutes of me going, oh, this is the plant community, someone's like, here's a list of everyone you should not talk to. And then someone on that list sent me a list and said, this is a list of everyone you should not talk to. And they were on that list. And I just looked at everyone in their list of people, and I was like, all y'all need to get in a room and shut the fuck up. <laughs> um... It was, and it's largely been that. Like I've just been sitting back quietly with my plants, and uh, I was just like, "Man, there's nothing going on here." Like there's groups of people who care to learn about plants. There, there, there are people online who care to educate others about plants, share plants, this and that. And then there's like a bunch of people who just want to fucking like pull their pants down and be like, "Look at my plants," um, over and over and over and over. And they go, "Also, fuck that guy's plants," and I'm. And then all these people are messaging me because they think I, I don't, I don't fucking know. So I've been busy um, just increasing that block list. <laughs> um, and it's just crazy shit. Like plant YouTubers, like fucking starting drama and shit. And I'm like, what the hell? Why are we starting fights over plants? You are going to die and I'm going to die. And these plants are going to eat us. And that is a fact. They don't give a shit if you two are fighting on YouTube or you guys are bickering on Instagram or you guys are calling each other out over plant shit. The truth of the matter is that you bought a plant that at some point was poached from its habitat and put into cultivation so someone could make a living. You now have that plant and you're now starting shit with another animal that is also going to die just like you and become food for other plants that will probably be poached from nature at some point in time. I just don't get it. I don't fucking get it. It's like when I find out some growers are like racist, but they're racist in a like growing community. I don't get that shit. Or they're homophobic. And I'm like, why are you bringing that shit to plants? They're fucking plants. And there's different types of plant people. And you know me. I love to generalize. And um, there, I, there are, I think, three categories of people, plant people. There are those. There are two, cat, there are two types of plant people. And there's a middle plant person and the people that really love plants that are really good at plants and really understand plants those two people are equally bad at other people um but they're either hateful and those are the vultures or they're just like kind of socially inept and, and they just don't really understand people um so but they understand plants um and that's where i'm at you know i've met really talented growers um most every grower I've met, I've had an immense amount of respect for fall under one or two of these categories where um, they're really fucking horrible and shady and they like to rip people off and they like to get these plants as cheap as they can and then flip the shit out of them or they or they like to gouge people for their plants or they just straight up like to bully people out of these plants or buy poached plants and say, fuck it, they're plants. Um, 
and and they like who they like and they'll fucking tell you if they don't like you like i've been in greenhouses with people who i was like this person could watch me die be burned alive and i know they wouldn't give a shit they would just come grab my they would just try to grab my plants before everyone else did like i i know those people and then there are people who are really good with plants and they're really decent people they're really good people they're just really shy and um don't 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 send them to a concert <laughs> um or at least i don't <laughs> So I've, I've, of course, I'm gen, I'm fucking generalizing. It's a fucking joke. Laugh. Um, but there are two groups, and then there's this third group of people who are who are good with plants, um, but they're just here for the plants. You know, they're here for the plants. They're gonna fucking live the rest of their life doing life shit. But they're here for the plants. But then there are the two people who are obsessed with plants. I think they're obsessed with plants. Um, <laughs> so. I just, I just feel like that's kind of been my experience lately is, uh, you know, I've been to a few greenhouses over this last fall. Um, and I've just like met some shitty people, you know, I've talked about this guy in somewhere in Oklahoma who is just a horrible racist, um, and openly too. And he makes it very difficult to be in the plant communities here and he knows it. And there's people like that. Um, and then there's people who, you know, I find out that they donate most of their plant sales to charity and, and shit. And, but you'll never catch them out in public. Like, they just can't handle it's, it's funny. It's, you know, people are plant people. Um, and they like plants because they don't quite understand people. But they do fucking understand um, plants. Um, but, yeah, it's just been... I'm just looking at a lot of this shit, and I'm like, it's just so, so much drama. Like, so much drama. Um, and I'm like, I just need to get back to the science and the art, um, you know. Yeah, I think and I think a lot of, a lot of people are um, very, very... I think a lot of growers are very introverted, for sure. Um, I, I think it kind of comes with the territory. I am. I, I mean, I didn't think I was. You know, I thought I was pretty extroverted, and I think a lot of people see me come off with a lot of energy but i like burn really bright and really fast and then i i die like it's hard <laughs> um uh, and so but i do think there's something to be said about playing people being being fairly introverted you know there's like like i don't really i can't think of anything more energizing than like being alone in my garden or being alone in my greenhouse for a period of time that's like where i go to refuel I think that's what matters too. Is where you, wherever you go to to refuel. If you refuel around people, great. If you refuel by yourself in your greenhouse, screaming at a microphone, great, <laughs> great, 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 great. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, you know, and I, and this might be a great time to to slide into a, a segment that I'm going to do every now and then uh, called "What the Ficus." <laughs> that's I think that's a horrible name. I'm not sure. I don't know how other people will receive it. But what the ficus? Um, what the ficus? Well, uh, I, um, I just saw the unfortunate news. What is going to be what the ficus? What the ficus is going to be shit that makes me say what the fuck. Um, but to lower my fuck count, I'm going to say what the ficus. Um, things in the plant community. Things that I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Um, I just saw that some couple of assholes went to South, to South Africa. I saw it on Facebook, and I follow some prominent uh, 
conservation like uh plant conservationists on on Facebook that do a lot of work in habitat in South Africa for a lot of the South African succulents that I really like and I like to share with all of you and uh, they post uh, uh, people like poachers who've been caught they'll post their bounties uh, or their loot and there's one uh, two people who went into a a, a national park or went into a, a, a park and they poached about $3.5 million worth of um, uh, endemic succulents. Uh, it was horrible. Plants that were like 30 years old that you can't rehabilitate. You can't replant those back in habitat. Like they've survived in that niche, in that spot for decades. You don't get to rip them out and put them back. And they rip these plants out thinking they'll go back. And a lot of these growers ship them to, or sell them to, uh, wealthy buyers in thailand and china um that's a fact um and so a lot of these growers like you'll see a lot of traffic coming from um thailand growers going to southern africa and stealing these plants and then selling them to growers in china and you can map out like where all these plants are going and how the market works and um they stole i can't even even remember how many plants it was a an actual van full of plants full to the brim it was very depressing you know, like I can, it's, it's hard because you see, you know, habitat loss where climate change will fuck up an entire habitat and that's it. And it's like, yeah, yeah, of course we need that on top of some asshole who's going to spend a weekend camping out in the desert, waking up every morning to just take a shovel and scoop 30 year old plants full of seed pods. Like they're cutting out generations of plants. They're cutting out entire gene pools and, uh, it's disheartening. And they got caught. I don't know what happened to them, but I found out that I was friends with one of them on Facebook. Um, cause I, I added a lot of, um, Chinese growers when I was getting really into conifitum and they grow some crazy ass conifitum. Um, like Japan and China, they have some insane hybrids. So I friended a lot of those growers and, um, I was friends with one of them and I saw his post, um, I saw this long lengthy post and I, I hit translate and uh, he was one of the guys that got caught um, stealing all these plants that he was going to sell to Chinese buyers and then fucking um, posted this whole thing about how he got, he got his fines paid and everything. And he posted and said, I'll, I'll totally do it again. It was one of the most infuriating, insane things I'd ever read um, in the plant community. Um, someone got caught stealing $3.5 million worth of plants. I think the fine was twice that, um, or a lot of jail time. And I don't know if he got either of those. I never followed up on what happened. I, I unfriended him and I, and I cried about it, but, um, it was, yeah, it was stupid. It was stupid. And he posted this whole thing bragging about how he's like, yeah, I got caught, but if given the chance, I would do it again. Um, and a lot of us like big growers, succulent growers were, were like, oh, come on seriously and there's enough poaching that happens like you hear about it in california with the dudleya people will go on those hills and they'll just scoop them they'll just take a fucking rake and just clear those hills and then they sell them overseas because those plants are valuable over there because there's nowhere close where they can get them you know those plant dudleya aren't valuable here like you can just buy them at some greenhouse here but, you know, their importation laws over there are so weird and strict sometimes that it's like, why risk buying it whenever you could 
have someone ship you 50 poached ones and know that maybe three or four might get through. Like, it's disheartening. For plants, that's the thing. These aren't plants, and that's the thing. These aren't plants that, like, aren't going to, like, extend your life. They're not going to save lives. They're they're niche-specific plants that serve a function, a very specific function, and someone just thinks they look cool. That's the thing. That's that's the whole fucking thing. Like, I couldn't understand it, but I could understand it more if these plants were, like, curing diseases or illnesses or or maybe, you know, they could be used for medication or or something that would drive people to, like, want these plants and go to these links to get them. But when it's simply so you could put it in a pot and look at it and not even post about it. A lot of these people don't post their poached plants. It's just for them. Um... I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Um, I'm glad I don't get it, but it's just disheartening. Very disheartening. So that's my, that's my segment for what the ficus, which (laughs) is the worst fucking name. (laughs) Uh. Uh. And you know, some just other things that I've been thinking a lot about. I had mentioned I had given this talk in Florida, and I was like, what the fuck do you want me to talk about? <laughs> and they um, they said, just be yourself. And I don't like when people say that, because I'm like, you haven't met myself. I know you've met social media me, which I think I do a good job of being as honest as I can. Um, you know, I've had someone go, Tyler's one of my favorite personalities. I was like, I not a fucking personality. I'm like... <laughs> that's real. Like you, you that is just me. <laughs> that's <laughs> so I was like, he's my favorite internet personality. And I was like, does that mean that's it's not real? Because this is all me, baby. <laughs> um yeah. and they said, just be yourself. I was like, I don't even like myself. I don't want that. You don't want that. <laughs> I don't I'm scared of myself. <laughs> and uh they said just get there, you know, be inspiring, talk about inspiration and um and there's no good way to talk about inspiration. Like, it's pretty simple. It's really fucking simple. I don't get why people complicate the shit. Like, we all say the same fucking thing in different ways, and it's all the same shit at the end of the day. It's just, it's what it is, you know? Uh, they wanted me to talk about inspiration. I'll talk a little about, about a little, 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 I'll talk a, a little bit about it right now. Um, if you must um, hear that. I, there's no fucking hard way to talk about inspiration. In my mind, in my opinion, inspiration comes from one of two places. Uh, from one of two places. Trauma um, and nature. And that's it. I, th- I think that's it. I think it's pretty simple. Mo- mostly everything in the fucking world is based in nature. Everything. Um, and then when you involve humans, it's trauma. Um, and then the good stuff is inspiration, which comes from either nature or trauma. That's what I believe. That's what I believe. Um, take the most inspiring fucking people you've ever listened to, and guess what kind of story they got almost across the board. Um, or what kind of story they're living almost across the board. Um, you know, that's, that is what I fucking think. Um, and then nature, nature's got the best shit. Nature's got the best shit. We all know it. We all fight it. We all kill it, but nature's got the best shit. So in my opinion, those, that's the two, one of the two sources. And that's simple as that. Get out and hike, look at nature, shut the fuck up, look up for a second and listen to the fucking birds. Cause they're screaming shit you need to hear. Um, or they're talking shit about you <laughs> either one. Um, which is great. You know, a little bit of criticism goes a long way. So 
That's what I'm saying. Get out, look at the plants, look at nature, look at the things that fucking it's doing and has been doing and will be doing when you're dead. It's a constant and it's comforting. Um, or, or, or look back at your traumatic past and go, what have I learned? What have I survived? Um, and how can I turn that into that good shit? Um, for those of you that have survived trauma and live with trauma, um, it's not easy. It's not. Um, but you know what? That builds some of the best shit. If you can find out how to give the middle finger to those who traumatized you and then take that crusty fucking rock and grind it down into, into the, the beautiful ore that you are, that's the good shit. Um, and, and that's where we draw a lot of our stories, nature and trauma. Um, <laughs> I really hope all the animals are talking shit. <laughs> um, and so I was like, I can't... I don't, I don't know if I should really talk about that, you know, on stage. Like, yeah, I mean, either, you, you know, <laughs> your life's fucked up and that's inspiring, or you got out and hiked a lot and you're inspired. Because <laughs> that doesn't, di the people don't digest that very well. I think a lot of people do. I think a lot of you will, a lot of you who follow me. But they wanted me to talk about inspiration, and so I did it the way I know how to do it, which is to rant. Um, and you can't rant unless you're talking shit about something else. So <laughs> um, I thought, well, I'm going to rant about inspiration, but I should talk shit about inspiration. And so um, I started thinking about some shit, and I started listening to other people's talks. I got on TED Talk, and I started listening to all these TED Talks and all these TED Talks about inspiration. And people are like, how do we get these kids to, we got to get, you know, they always end those talks with those, like, a call to action, which is bullshit. I you don't need a call to action. Most people are, like, that call to action is very short-lived, and it just, it's very Disney. Like, it gets you to applaud. But at the end of the day, you could look at me and say, you guys are fucking it all up. Fuck all of you and get off stage. I'd be like, shit, I got to do something. There was no call to action. It was just a mirror of reality. I don't know. But the, the, the thing I was getting at is that I was listening to these talks thinking, how the fuck am I going to talk about this shit? And uh, the one theme I got in a lot of these talks is it's a bunch of older people talking about inspiration and how to inspire others. And I fucking hate that word. Because it doesn't mean anything. Like, it doesn't mean anything. And here's why it doesn't mean anything. Because inspiration isn't something that needs to be activated. What about pleasure? Someone, so I'm doing an Instagram live, and uh, someone said pleasure. Um, you just threw a whole, homegirl, you threw a whole wrench in my very small list of things. I was keeping it short. <laughs> someone said, what about pleasure? Can you draw inspiration from pleasure? I would say that most pleasure is drawn from nature. I Fight me. Someone argue me on that one. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Pleasure is entirely natural and based in nature. I think, I think, I think, I think. That's all I think. Don't shoot me. I think, I think pleasure and nature go hand in hand. Forget talk, sex and pleasure, all that shit and self-fulfillment um, um, or whatever form of pleasure. I think that's, I don't know. I think that's synonymous with inspiration, perhaps. Um, maybe uh, nature. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Now I gotta rethink. Oh, God. See Jesus Christ! I just want everyone to see things how I see them. I, <laughs> that that's I like I like being stumped. Damn it! Now I gotta fucking rethink this whole fucking thing. Okay. So, anyways, uh, inspir <laughs> inspiration. Um, everyone's talking about how to inspire others. Um, not that humans can do whatever the f adults can do whatever the fuck they want. They talk about how to inspire kids. 
how to inspire young people. They're all on their phones, and, and how do we get them to look up and look at the world? And ah. and I'm thinking, um, first off, you arrogant motherfucker, uh, kids don't need help being inspired. They don't. I don't know if I'm speaking some crazy shit here. Um, they don't need help being inspired. They definitely don't need some adult on a TED Talk stage talking to a bunch of other adults about how they should all be trying to inspire kids when we should be shutting the fuck up and getting back to inspiration ourselves. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Kids know how to do that shit. They come into the world on fire. On fucking fire. Um, isn't it a problem that we have to ask what happened? Kids don't put out their own fire. That's not what happens. Kids fight like hell and then they get tired. Sorry, there's some truth. Adults, listen to this shit right now because it's going to save your fucking life or your mind. Not your life, your mind. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? <sighs> That's not the problem. Kids aren't not inspired anymore. We're fucking beating the shit out of them. Um, we're beating it out of them. We're putting them through systems and, and, the, and the creative Vitamix that just blends them all into the same shit smoothie and we dump them in that one cup that's like I don't know where that analogy was going. You, I lost it the second I started it. I just wanted to have the visual of people dumping kids in a blender and putting them in a cup and saying kid smoothie. But um, anyways, kids don't need help being inspired. They don't. Um, it's depressing. Um, it is. And I think, honestly, if you want to inspire kids, inspire yourselves. I see all these adults talking about how uninspired their kid is or how they don't do anything. And I'm like, well, are you fucking doing anything? Because I could think, the, I, could, I, could, I could imagine that probably the most depressing thing as a kid, and it was for me, um, one of the most depressing things as a child is to look at this future, look ahead of you, and see all these adults who um, aren't doing shit. They're not on fire anymore. You think a kid that's absolutely illuminated by the things they love is going to survive looking... 30 years ahead, 20 years ahead, 15 years ahead of them and knowing that whatever blows their mind now is no longer going to blow their minds in 15, 20, 30 years. That's depressing. It's like a ticking time bomb on inspiration and creativity and love. And man, it's not, it's depressing. Um, I had that. I went through fucking middle school. I had all these things I loved and I had all these teachers tell me that the things I was interested in didn't fit in school. They weren't subjects for them. Like, I couldn't do them in school. And I saw them all regurgitating the same bullshit. Um, and they all looked bored. And I was like, is this what it's going to be like? And I had to fight like hell. And so I feel like my sole job here on this beautiful fucking rock is to maybe, I don't know, show kids that you can grow up and do some shit you love and blow your own mind. That's like my, that is like my weekly task. How can I fuck my own shit up in my own head till I die? I want to be 80 fucking my mind up. It's possible. You know, people say everything's been done. Everything's boring. Everything. Kids don't say that shit. Kids don't say that shit. Very unhappy adults say that shit. Just saying. Now everything's been done. The world's full of all kinds of crazy wonders. And it's always changing. And it's going to change with you or without you. And there's going to be all kinds of crazy new shit we're going to learn all the time. And there are people who aren't stopping. They're not stopping because some asshole who got bored with life told them that they should stop. And we should stop telling kids that shit. And we should stop trying to cram them in their little cups and, and our, you know, boxes with expectations and our own disappointments in life. 
You know, all of us adults take our failed projects and our expectations and then apply them to kids who didn't ask for that shit. Let those kids learn their own failed projects or expectations and adjust accordingly. That's theirs. And and all these adults do this horrible routine of taking their disappointments and then projecting them on kids and then trying to mold them to that. I'm like, no wonder we're all fucking miserable. I'm living someone else's depression. I went to school and I'm living someone else's shortcomings. Like, let me have my own fucking shortcomings. You know? Don't try to cram your shortcomings on me. I'm only 12. Let me fucking make a list of my own. <laughs> um, and so that's why kids aren't... That's why we see kids that aren't inspired. And they're not... You can't say that yet. They're probably on their way to that if you keep fucking saying that shit. But kids need to see adults doing the things that they love. They need to see adults um, um, infinitely in love with the world. Um, and, and endlessly inspired. It's possible. Despite what some adults will tell you, it's possible. Um, you just got to fight really hard for a little bit. And then when you're an adult and you realize you don't have to take shit from anybody, you don't have to listen to shit from anybody, it gets really easy. But there's a phase, you know, that late teenager, early, you know, early adulthood. There's a phase where um, other people's opinions really matter and they really shape how scary you think life is and you react accordingly. Um, and if you can make it through that and come out on the other end as, you know, mid-20s, early 30s, um, whenever the fuck you do, um, at some point you'll learn that we're all stupid fucking humans and, and someone's stupid opinion doesn't matter more than someone else's really valuable opinion. Well, that's not true. Someone else's really stupid opinion. Um, just don't make stupid opinions valuable. Then all of a sudden doing what you love is easy, you know? You can just block out other people's bullshit. And kids don't have that yet. And adults are really good at taking their bullshit and saying, why don't you try some of my bullshit for a minute? So what I'm ranting at here, ranting about, is that kids don't, kids don't need help being inspired. They're very good at it. Our job is to shut the fuck up and leave them be. Um, answer their questions and ask them questions and prompt them to ask more questions. Um, look at what they're interested in and ask them why. Maybe find ways to help solidify those interests. You know? That's it. That's it. It's really fucking easy. Shut the fuck up and, and respect kids. That's the thing. Um, a, lot of, a lot of adults suck at that. Um, I, I know why. It's an old way of thinking. But, um, kids need respect. Of course they fucking do. Are you trying to raise assholes? <laughs> um... So I kind of hate talking about inspiration. I hate the idea of trying to inspire others because I think it's easier than we think. Humans are very inspirational species. We are, are, we are a very inspired species. It's proven in everything we do. Most things we do. Um, everything in science and technology and even religion. Everything we do is shows that humans are a very inspired species. Inspired species. And so our jobs are to just shut the fuck up and stop. Try stop stop trying to adjust that. Stop trying to quelch that or what or whatever. That's you know. That's what I think. Anyways, so there's uh, my pedestal. I'm getting off of. <laughs> um, I did a, you know, I did a, um, I did my first. This the for those that listen to the podcast. I did my first uh, super secret plant shot drop. 
So for those of you that do listen to the podcast, I talked about it last year, how I have all these plants and I love propagating. And what ends up happening is I have more plants than I know what to do with. Um, a lot, of, a lot of the times I have way more plants than I know what to do with. And my greenhouse is usually constantly shifting. Um, uh, also, someone asked me a real good question I'm going to ask. I'm going to answer here. Um, someone said, what, what has Nova sparked in you? What's awe-inspiring about him? Um, I'm going to come to that. I'm going to do my best to try to remember that. I don't want to, I, I'm trying not to go on too many tangents and forget things. Um, uh, but I did the first drop, um, and it went very well. I listed those plants and they all sold out in like no time. Um, and I was like, shit, I guess I need to get back out and propagate. So, um, for those of you that are interested in this, I have a Patreon, um, and on that Patreon, uh, I answer plant questions, I post blogs, I do workshops, um, I, um, whenever I have seeds, I send people seeds, um, uh, you get a permanent 15% off coupon to my online store, that does include my crystallized work, um, it's five bucks a month, and it keeps stuff like my podcast going, it pays the rent for my lab, um, and, and, um, um, and now pays for an assistant. Like it's done really well and you guys are really awesome. And I didn't expect that. So I'm even taking time to restructure that for 2020. Um, and, um, really get serious about that. Cause it blew up in ways I didn't even expect. Like, um, I wasn't sure about it and then it just took off. Like when I started the podcast, I was like, Oh, Oh shit. Okay. Um, so now that I have an assistant, I'll have more time to focus on Patreon stuff too. Cause that was also getting really tricky. Um, doing all this by myself. Um, but one of the things that I will do is when I have plants for sale, they're going to, I think they're only going to go to patrons. I, I put stuff in the science store in Tulsa, um, but the really cool shit that um, is, you know, quote unquote expensive, I don't want to sell it on eBay to some asshole who's going to pay way too much money for it. Um, I don't want to start a bidding war between two other assholes. Um, I want to go to people for like really affordable prices um, that already helped me fund my shit. Um, and so that's one thing I have is uh, it's called the super secret plant shop. And uh, I'm hoping for a lot more updates on it this throughout the year as I propagate and have seeds ready and seedlings mature enough. So um, it's been really cool. It's been it's been really cool, and I have some really cool things even in this greenhouse that um, will be ready for the next one. And I'm hoping to. It's really testing my brain. Like if I can stagger my propagating enough to like, you know, plan ahead. Like know that like. 40 of my plants are just going to be gone in a couple of months. So can I propagate ahead of time um, and plan accordingly? It's been really interesting, like strategizing plant propagating. Because it's a thing. It's a thing. That's how nurseries exist. That's how wholesale nurseries and farm plant farms and flower farms, like all that shit exists is like strategic propagating, which I love. Um, uh, so it's, it's been really rewarding, and um, I'm just excited to offer plants to all of you instead of just talking about my plants. I want you guys to own the plants that I'm really excited about. Um, and I've even done, like, the last thing I did was I got a bunch of rare... Um, I'm working on using the word rare with plants because I have some philosophies on that. Um, but I got some very um, not widely available... Um, <laughs> Uh, not widely available lithop seeds. They're not widely available yet. That's why plants aren't rare, because they're exponential. You can't be exponential and have the... You can't be rare and exponential. That just doesn't fucking make sense. Um, so they're not widely available yet. And uh, I gave a, a bunch of different species to my patrons, and I, I did this thing where I encouraged them to, like... 
sow them, and in a year or so, trade them with each other. Like, I sent one patron one species and another one a different species, um, you know, with, like, a pack with, like, 50 seeds in it, and then try to encourage a community of people that um, trade plants or um, share what they've learned with each other. Um, so that that's kind of what I want to... That's what I'm trying to encourage. You know, I can't talk all this shit about plant vultures and stuff and not do my best to... Uh, encourage a healthy plant community of learners of very curious learners and, and enthusiastic growers because um, that's what these plants deserve and um, that's what other people who love plants deserve we all we all care about the same plants so it's gonna be a lot more of that um, as i get more seeds and more plants and i'm hoping i can offer courses on propagating so say someone who got um a a, a, a certain crashula from one plant drop and another person who got a certain conophytum from one plant drop and they couldn't get either one um because they sold out well they can take cuttings and trade you know that's what i'm kind of hoping here is to encourage that sort of um sort of uh, mentality towards plants because some of the best plant people i've ever met um have just given me cuttings um I, some of my favorite plants in this greenhouse were gifts um or plants that i've traded uh, and, and there's just something special about that. Like m most of my greenhouse consists of plants from other people's collections that were gifts that I just been propagating. And it feels really nice and, and warming to step in my greenhouse and know that I'm surrounded by like gifts. I'm surrounded by other, like other people's compassion or passion and love for plants. Um, you know, but rather than like just a bunch of plants I paid a lot of money for on eBay. Ah, like, like it feels better to come in here and know like, like, I can point to a plant and go, I know who grew that, and they gave me these, or they sold them to me really cheap as a, as a kind gesture, or I traded for them. And so there's this thing where I'm like, I gotta keep that going, you know? Um, so anyways, uh, the super secret plant drop, super secret plant shop, um, it's, it went really well. I'm, it went really well. Um, so thank you for those who purchased a plant and waited patiently for me to like get the time and energy to, to get those listed. Someone asked, what does Nova spark in me? That's a beautiful question, a beautiful question. And it's something that uh, I could reference a moment that made me think of why we should stop trying to inspire kids and just let them be. Um, this is an honest parenting moment here. Um, where I'm, where I'm going to end the, before I end the, this episode, um, Molly and I went, where were we? We were in Albuquerque. I was doing my, I do a yearly, a yearly pilgrimage to Mesa Garden. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm friends with the owners and I like to go out there and visit them and take cool photos of their plants and um, take notes and learn. So I do a, a yearly pilgrimage out there and uh, we decided to do a hike and I wish, uh, Tent Rocks, it was Tent Rocks National Park or State Park. Um, I don't have my phone on me right now, so I can't look it up, but it was Tent Rocks. It was amazing. Um, I got a lot to say about that place. Um, but we got to the hike. We got out there, and uh, Nova was having a rough day. Like, he was crying. It was really fussy. Um, I'd pick him up, and he'd pull my beard and scream, and I'm like, don't don't do that, because I'll throw you. <laughs> like, like it was, it was getting really hard. Um, and we get to the place, he cried the whole way there, like that scream when you're in the car with the toddler, and I'm just thinking, can I roll down the window and crawl out, please? <laughs> um, we get there, and we pull him out, and he just, um, he, he, he just breaks down, like just collapses. And I'm like, dude, bro, we drove like two hours out here. 
you love this. You love you love all this stuff. He broke down. And I was just like, oh my god. Like I was already like at my end as a parent. I was so tired. Still am. Uh, and Molly was tired, and it's one of those things where when both parents are tired, um, it's not good. It's not good. And you start responding to how tired the other person is, and it just it just isn't good. Um He broke down and collapsed right there and i was like oh my god so i'd pick him up and he'd scream some more and i was like buddy come on let's walk um and he wasn't having it and i i was like okay 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 this is a moment this is a learning moment tyler um just let him have it he's feeling some shit and he can't communicate it so if i can't make the time to understand it just just let him have it so i stepped back and he just sat there in a puddle and i was like okay just take a breath because you're upset, you're you're angry, you're tired, you're stressed out. Just Tyler, shut the fuck up, okay? He's a baby. He understands a lot of things, but not that many things. And he's feeling some shit. And emotions are—it's like unlocking new characters in a fighting game with these sh- fucking shitty emotions. <laughs> like he unlocked like fucking panic. I don't know what it was, but he unlocked a new fighter and wanted to try it out that day. And I was like, just fucking have it, okay? Sit back, Tyler. Um, and after a few minutes, he calmed down and he stood up and he heard the birds chirping. That's what got him, uh, which I I hope I'm doing a good job as a parent. Because um, ever since as a baby, I've done my best to try to stop and point out these things um, and make a habit of stopping to acknowledge nature. I'm not good at slowing down. I'm not saying I'm good at slowing down, but I want him to be. And he's teaching me to be good at slowing down. And... Uh, he heard the birds chirping, and he sat up, and he said, bird, bird, um, and he, he says, tweet, tweet, and he kept he's saying, tweet, tweet, and he was pointing towards the tree. He couldn't see the birds, but he could hear where they were coming from, and he was ready to hike, I thought, and this is where I'm getting at with inspiration. I was like, cool, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, <laughs> and so I was holding his hand, trying to bring him onto the trail. We haven't even gotten onto the hike yet. It was like the 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 the, the proto hike like the foreplay of a hike where they you gotta do that walk past the parking lot and it's still pretty but you can see the cliffs that you want to get into and it's like here's some railing and some rocks and a couple of signs don't be a dick you know gotta do the hike foreplay and i'm like i want to get past this and get to the real fucking hike let's go and so i was moving pretty fast and he would break down again and i was like oh my god bro What's your problem? I'm like, it's not, he's not having a problem. He's having the time of his life, and I'm rushing him through it. That's the problem. And that was hard, because he was not going at the pace I wanted, or I at least thought he would want to go. Um, and and uh, long story short, we spent 45 fucking minutes in the proto-hike, the pre-hike, the, the, the foreplay hike. It's 45 fucking minutes with him going up to every rock, every chain-link rail, every bird everything every cactus i was like don't touch that and i'm like yeah say, tell him not to touch it but maybe just let him touch it dude's gotta learn <laughs> um he'll touch it and go out um really softly and i i watched him taking notes and i thought this is new to him like no this isn't new to me i because I, I know what's I, i've seen the google photos i know what this hike's going to be about i want to get to that um but this is all new to him can't take that from somebody i can't take that how many new like i can't take that from somebody so i i had to stop 
and the, for you, who the person on the live stream who asked, what does Nova spark in you? Um, a lot of fucking patience. <laughs> a lot of patience and a lot of self-reflection um, at things that I thought I lived by. And I think I do just at a little quicker of a pace. Um, and I'm thinking we could probably afford to slow down a little bit because Nova's looking at shit that you um, got bored with. And so I thought, okay, yeah. <laughs> wow, Tyler, you got some work to do. Um, so, you know, my kid sparks a lot of change in me. Um, a lot of self-reflection and um, a lot of observation. It's really interesting if you pay attention watching somebody um, learn the world and learn about the world around them. Because um, you don't remember that. So it's always interesting watching what you went through and knowing how it could shape you. And I love the world. I know how I came out of that. So I'm seeing this little bit before that, and I'm just thinking, like, dude, keep going. Um, and I got to do my best fucking job to encourage that. And all of us parents, I think, should. Not, I hate when people offer parenting advice all the time. But I, that's a, an important one, I think. Um, we all got to slow down because these kids love the world. It's new and exciting. Um, and outside of the shitty things of humanness and environmental shit that sometimes we can't control, the world's exciting. Um, even that environmental shit is exciting. I mean, there's a lot to learn from it. But these kids love the world. And I, I had to stop and look at this and go, Okay, this will take 45 minutes. And then what happened next absolutely destroyed me. Um, he was done. We get to the front of the hike, and he steps in those cliffs. And temp it was so cool. It was just this, this narrow canyon that, like, weaved and wrapped through the, through the mountains. Um, and it was all carved out by, um, I, can't, I think it was wind. I, don't, I can't remember the geology of... Um, of the place, but it was all volcanic at one point. So there's a lot of really interesting divots and, and, um, um, structures and shapes to this hike. And he freaked the fuck out. It was, a, it was amazing. He was, was running through these little narrow canyons and like having a blast. And I, I, I just, uh, it was amazing. And I had one of those moments. I had these moments every now and then on a hike where I feel like, the universe is trying to tell me something and things line up just right. And if I'm not an idiot and I listen, I, I've always felt this way as a teen, since a teenager, I always felt like I had this like punch card, like coffee shops give you. And if you're, if you pay attention, the universe will take your punch card and punch out a section. You don't know what it means. Um, you don't know, really understand it quite yet. I hope I understand it before I die, but there are moments where I feel like the universe, um, and I always say I'm not woo-woo or whatever. I don't know what to call it. I don't know what the fuck to call it, but I can feel it in my fucking soul. My angry soul that takes this little punch card from me and it goes, punches something out. And I can feel it. And I go, I'm glad I was here for that. I'm glad that when I came here, I remembered to hand you my punch card at the counter. Um, and and that's important. And I, I looked at Molly and I was, I, I was like, babe, I don't know what's up, but I am like, I'm overcome. I don't, the place was amazing. Um, being there with my family was amazing. And if you stop and slow down, like things will hit you a lot harder. Um, and I, I told Molly, I need a minute. And I, I went, I, I went ahead of her. I said, just give me a few minutes. And I walked like 10 minutes ahead of her and I just like broke down. And I was like, I don't know what it is, but 
I'm, I just felt far enough away from everything where I could really focus on some shit I needed to um, and taking a lesson from a little kid who um, has got a lot to teach me. So I'm going to end on that. Uh, listen to the little kids, uh, slow down, pay attention, um, and learn something from nature um, and get back to being inspired. Light your own fire. Keep that shit burning.